This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up? We're back. Jay Foreman, Austin Norman. Uh, this is Old School, brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients of butcher shop. Located at 84th and Havelock, 30th and Yankee Hill. Every type of meat and every type of cut. Before we get into uh, the NFL or the uh, NBA play-in tournament or in-season tournament, we have breaking news. We've got two breaking news. And, uh, two, uh, we, I mean, we need to probably get the breaking news thing, but that's cool. Um, the first one, uh, Drake May, the redshirt sophomore uh, from the University of North Carolina. Sorry, Austin. Uh, is declaring for the draft. Uh, potentially the number one pick. You know, it's back and forth between him and Caleb Williams. Most likely going to be a top five pick, depending on who needs a quarterback. Pretty good athlete. Here's a crazy thing about Drake. Uh, uh, Drake May is his brother sucks. Yeah, uh, his brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, since you went that far, thank you, Austin. You're welcome. Uh, you know, he, he his brother has some cojones. He'll hit some big shots. He does. Uh, give him that. Admitted. You know, yeah. Admitted. Yeah. But Drake May is uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina. Went to Myers Park High School. Um, went to high school with my daughter, my oh. oldest. And so I was down there visiting, and I was like, oh, let's just go, you know, let's go, you know, just, you know, watch some basketball. She was a freshman, I think. And they had a really good team, you know. Um, they have a nationally ranked team, a really good team now. Um, but they were playing, and he was, he was playing. He was a really good player. He averaged – you know, 14 and, you know, 7, 8, even maybe a little bit more. He was legit, you know, second, third, second uh, team All-State. So we walk into the gym. It's packed. You know who's there? Oh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban's yep, there? Yeah, no, Nick Saban's <laughs> there. So we walked in. It was, you know, I got to see him a little bit. And, you know, we kind of looked at, you know, he was there. And, you know, Nick Saban, you know, the normal person who was apprehensive to go talk to him. He had somebody there. I just walked right past him. Like, you remember me? And he looked at me and I think he, you know, I have a beard now. I think yeah. I had peach fuzz then. <laughs> um, and then so we just rapped a little bit, introduced him to my daughter and then watched it. And then he was obviously, you know, said he was looking at a couple guys. He's like, but particularly I'm looking at the quarterback. And he was legit athlete. I mean, he's a stupid athlete in the sense of being 6'4". Uh, can get a, I mean, he's for real. He can run, jump and all that. Got a good arm, good mind mindset on him. Obviously with his brother being... Pretty successful. Oh, his fa- whole family is pretty good athletes. Uh, you know, he's definitely earned his keep, so congrats to him. Um, and then the other breaking news is uh, on three, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's Sean Callahan or Steve Sippel. I don't know anybody else that works there besides those two. Uh, this is a national guy. Oh, so not one no, of the national, here. National guy. So I guess we will feel free to talk about it is that potentially Nebraska is making a late push for to flip Dylan, Dylan Rayola. Is that what it said? Am that's, I right? That's what it says. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, good job on Nebraska. 
hey man, it's never over till it's over. And um, hey, it, it takes two to tango. So we'll see what happens as the world turns, right? As the I world hear turns. you, Nebraska. Go ahead, man. <laughs> you know, man, I don't know anything. You know what I'm saying, Austin? I was only roommates with his dad. I don't know anything. You know. <laughs> so I, I, I'd like to see. Maybe I could call Don, man. He hadn't returned my call in a couple weeks. Don, come on, come man. on, man. Come on, you, know you do have a roommate yeah. like that. What's you know, up with here's that? Here's the great thing about it. Dom's dad and my dad went to college. No way. Yes. Well, and he's yes. still not returning your calls. Yeah, man. I thought it runs we were deep family. like that. Yeah, man. And his brother's cool. Donovan's he cool breeze, man. So it's just Dom. It's just Dom. It's just Dom. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He, don't, he, he said he must be mad at me or something. We'll figure it man. out. But you're family, so you got to get past. We figure it, it come out. On. Come on. And you know what's messed up though? You mean more messed up? Yeah, I think I I, I saw Dylan somewhere. Somebody took a picture of us talking. I had my mouth covered though. You know that. You know I was trying to be like a superstar. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't telling him none. <laughs> not not giving yeah, a, not yeah. letting anyone know what you're telling nephew. Yeah, man, he was he was alright. He's a good kid though, man. Probably a lot of pressure, man. You know, so you know, look, I I do. Here's the only thing I know about his situation is I was never the number one at any position, like coming out of high school. Uh, definitely, these guys are recruited at a higher level than I ever was. You know, just based on circumstances. But I do know what it's like to play football with a legendary dad. I do know mm-hmm. that. And, um, you know, when I look at Dylan and look at his dad, um, I see a lot of the relationship that my dad and me and my dad had with those two. So he'll be okay no matter where he goes. And that's that's one thing that will actually help propel him earlier through his career And if it does get a little rocky. He has a great support system. Um, you know, all jokes aside, you know, I'm there with him too, you know, um, no matter where he's at, you know, and he's family regardless. And, um, he'll be successful, uh, no matter where, where he decides to go, but good for Nebraska that they're able to, I don't know what the dynamics are, um, you know, as far as that, but it must be, you know, something on the hook for his day or they're able to kind of get some conversations going on. So that's, that lets you know that this staff, you know, that they have over there at Nebraska is, essentially hit the hit the line running ever since they lost the Iowa game. Um, and that's commendable. Probably took the weekend off and off they go. And they, whether it's the flight tracker or um, I just saw that they were up at West Side and seeing Caleb Benning, did the in-home visit at Caleb Benning. I think they were at the Elkhorn South kid, mm-hmm. his house too. Murphy, right? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Ashton Murphy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I swear, I, you know, I saw him there. I don't really get into the whole um, – message boards or anything i just kind of you know flip on twitter and then they got it and then i know matt rules on he would seem like he's been everywhere um so and and all the coaches have because i think even uh i don't follow him but even the tight the interim tight end coach is down in texas he was tweeting about some games and stuff like that so they're spreading their footprint all across the nation like they did prior and they're uh you know handling their business accordingly but you know to get a conversation or get back to potentially having a conversation with dylan rayola the number one player in the country I was the number one quarterback in the country is definitely shows you it's bigger than just having a family member that played here and one that coaches here. It's not, you don't, if that was the case, he would have never committed to other places. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's all. It lets you know, there's a lot of meat on those bones. So anyways, um, the big news coming out of yesterday, besides Nebraska or Nebraska beating uh, Michigan state um, was the NFL weekend. It was a phenomenal weekend. Big weekend. And you know what's going to make it even better? When the Tennessee Titans and Coach Vrabel and my man King Henry run all over Jake Sorensen's Dolphins. All over him. 
All over him? All over him. Not just kind of over him? All no, over him? No, no. It's, it's gonna, they're going to... Vrabel's going to save his job tonight. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I am... The, you know the uh, the Larry David gif where he's kind of... Mm-hmm. That, that, I, I saw it on your right face. Now. You didn't believe me. No. You didn't believe me. I wasn't very... Believe. It's cool. No, I mean, it's not yeah. about the Titans, right? right? Like, I can't root for the Titans. Yeah, Because in the division. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to have success. I don't like that franchise. Right. I can't root for the Dolphins because... Jake's smug yeah. butt will be up in here tomorrow talking about it. I got a bone to pick with your Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, what, what bone is that? Well, in fantasy, and I'm the worst. First of all, I play professional <laughs> football. I'm the worst GM ever, right? Because I, I, I know when the draft starts. I get, I get all excited for the draft, and then something comes up, and I snake draft. Mm-hmm. Then I never change my lineup. I've mm-hmm. lost two games with like three guys on a bye week. Whoops. Yeah, yeah just guarantee, <laughs> just self check right there. <laughs> Well, I was like, all right, I'm coming down the stretch. I'm trying to get in the winner's bracket. Gardner Minshew, and they've been scoring. A little bit. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I got the kicker. He got me like 18 points last week. Mm-hmm. Zero. You want to know something? I have a bone to pick with Mike Colts, too. Right. I have their kicker. Yeah, I do, too. He's horrible. He's cut. Come Tuesday when I can make a cut, he's cut. So if you could talk to him, <laughs> you're, you're done, right? I need to get the Cowboys kicker. but uh, Yeah, two from 59? Yeah. 59 to 60? That's a phenomenal story. Dang. My man was just working like a FedEx job, played in the U, uh, USFL, uh, got a tryout on a whim, has a super strong leg, obviously. And since he kicked in the USFL, they had to kind of, they had to taper him back. The, That's right. You know, and, yeah. and then he goes out and he made the 60-yarder. Mm-hmm. All right, let's tee up the 59-yarder. Philly, go home. <laughs> Which is a great segment or a segue into... Dallas against Philly. And I want to ask you this. In your opinion, do you knowing that Dallas, let's say, squandered the first game or played good enough to win the first game, mm-hmm. Dak played phenomenal. And then they finally got over the hump last night. Do you think them beating Philly the way they have beaten Philly is a byproduct of Philly playing Buffalo, then the 49ers? And then Dallas, that is a gauntlet, uh, considering they probably should have lost the Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Got the brakes beat off them by the 49ers, tired, withered, um, and then on the road to Dallas. Do you think it's more of that, or do you think Dallas really was the better team, considering that they almost beat them on the road early in the season? I'll say it is 35 to 40% the schedule, and then probably the rest of the percent if I could remember numbers I said 60 or yeah. 65%. <laughs> Don't worry about that. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas being better. Um, Philly has been living on the edge this year, Jay. Yeah. They've won games against a tough schedule, right? You, you finish first in your division, you get a first place schedule. Right. Not like they haven't played anybody. There just hasn't been that same... Umph. Umph. Yeah, yeah, that same juice from Philly this year. So, couple that step back from them with the tough schedule... With Dak playing like the best quarterback in football for right the last now. month and a half or oh, so. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely in the MVP race. Dallas at home. Yeah. Maybe we all should have seen this seen this coming. Yeah. I mean, and Dallas's defense is for real. Was mm-hmm. for real last year. Um Mike give it and also give it up to Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Um hasn't allowed knock on the wood for him for him personally, uh professionally, not to mess up any games in, in type of clock management. He's been phenomenal this year. Mm-hmm. Play calling has been really good. Uh, started a little rough with Kellen Moore being gone, but look, if you look at San Diego or not San Diego, look at the Chargers versus now, I'd say that he made the right move. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, a, in my opinion, I think it's a, maybe 70% the Cowboys, 30% the schedule. 
Um, yes, you do get withered um, and you do get tired. Uh, but I would say the the two games that you had prior, the Buffalo game and 49ers were at home. Mm-hmm. So you weren't on the road three right. weeks in a row. Um, physical, you get a chance to go on the road slightly less pressure, right? Because you've lost pressure, two in a row at home. And you needed to get back right. So, you know, it was all hands on deck. And uh, you got Shaq Leonard uh, in the lineup. Obviously, he played last night. But then also you got uh, Zach Cunningham who was one of the leading tacklers throughout his whole career until injury bug is hitting him now, mm-hmm. he got healthy. So, um, And you feel like you have pretty good corners. You just got you just got beat. Um, and you know what? I will say this. Philly is the typical team that gets cannibalized by success. You go to the Super Bowl, they hire your defensive coordinator, and more importantly, your head coach, the offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. Now, look, you can have somebody replace them. It could be the same plays with the same offensive guys. It is different. It takes a little while because what made Philly's offense good was the dude calling the plays. <laughs> it's not – you can't rep- – we haven't been able to clone anybody yet. So, well, it's probably coming. We got, you know, AI <laughs> or – artif- Yeah, right? I mean, you know, God forbid they put, you know, artificial intelligence and we say something, <laughs> get fired on here or whatever. But – there's that's the difference, and then I always say this: every year is different, even though you have the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've you know obviously dealt with that whether I was in the pros or in college. And so Philly's a little off. Maybe this is the wake up call they need. Um, I definitely think their coach sets them up for failure. Their head coach definitely uh, he's you know he's ultra competitive. I think he's got like four brothers, and they just you know pretty much a lesser version of the Gronkowski's. But and don't forget they were missing their security head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's the dude that does all the background checks on you, and uh, you probably saw him, you know, always. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was walking around here trying to, you know, devil and see if any players down at iguanas or something like that. And, uh, well, he's been there for like almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, and he was there, what just wasn't able to be at the game. It, you know, Dallas is very dominant. They were physically dominant, which that no, no line is looking better. Yeah. And, and physically from a defensive line standpoint, I mean, mm. Michael Parsons walked Lane Johnson back there. Lane Johnson's a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm. Michael Parsons is a dude. And so, very impressed with Dallas. Um, 
not impressed with my Houston Texans. Yeah, what happened? That was Zach not Wilson. Great, Jay. That was not great. Zach Wilson, the mom slayer, 301 yards. He ain't thrown for 301 yards since his pro day. That's how. That's the last time he threw for any significant yards in, in, in <laughs> is his pro day. And then before that at BYU, two pit, two touchdowns. Um, obviously knocked C.J. Stroud out of the game. Questionable whether it should have been late hit, targeting all that. He got knocked out and it was gone. Uh, Houston just didn't look good. They didn't look good at all, and they've been kind of they've been kind of on a on a razor's edge as well, right? Mm-hmm. Outscored some teams. You you beat Tampa last second, so this is probably what they need. And this is what this is what happens um, when you have a young head coach and a young team that's exceeding expectations. You got a generational quarterback. You got some guys. Tank Dell hurt, it being out really really hurts. Mm-hmm. You might not see it the first week. You do see it the next week. That's just the way it goes. And mm-hmm. so they got beat up pretty bad. They need to go back and. Uh, Lick their wounds. Um, and then uh, I was also very disappointed in Nick Sainert's Detroit Lions. Yeah, what happened there? Chicago? Uh, listen. Chicago. I like Justin Fields. If it was me, I would keep him. I would fire the head coach mm-hmm. and get me a coordinator that would kind of use him, whoever's like kind of C.J. Stroud, right? But marry it to Justin Fields. Go get him Greg Roman or someone. Right, exactly. And Greg, you know what's funny? You want to hear a funny story about Greg Roman? I would love Roman? to, yeah. I, I love Greg Roman. He was always first of all when I used to see him, he looked weird. I mean, I, I, let me take that back, Greg. I apologize. I know Greg's not watching. It's but coming from a place of love. It, it but. is, but it was like he's this little dude. He comes off as frumpy. He does, yeah. Because him and Jed Fish, Greg was the offense like analyst. Mm-hmm. Jed Fish was a defensive. So in Houston, in Houston. So in between, like you know, like segments and practice. You know, you talk, you you know, talk to him, and I would always ask Greg about because he he was assistant. He worked with the tight ends or whatever, so I would ask him about t- tight ends that we'd I'd play mm-hmm. and how to defend them and what he you know. So we I was always kind of doing it. So he come he kind of looks kind of frumpy, and there was a time that we had a bye week, and he was just what we were walking back to the we used to have a trolley to get back. He's like hey, he's like hey, he's like hey five six. We've got a bye week. Dom's giving us a, you know time off. He's like, uh, I think I might go grab a beer. I was like, you ride with me. You ready to go? <laughs> and so we went to this place called the Hurricane Hut. And their drinks was this hurricane they make. Okay. And it literally, luckily, it was two blocks from my house. <laughs> so we went there. We ate. And so it was a whole bunch of us. But I got to really get to know him and talk about it. And he was talking about RPOs then. He was like, I wish I could bring Nebraska's offense to the NFL. He was talking to me about then. I'm like, dude, that ain't never going to work. You said, Tommy (laughs) Frazier ain't playing, and you ain't got no lineman for it. It ain't never going to work. He's like, I think it could work. I swear to God, it could work. That was then. (laughs) Now, mind you, we drank about six hurricanes, and we both stumbled, and he spent the night in my guest bedroom. So, good for Greg Roman, man. And then, uh, but... The Detroit Lions, Dookie down the legs. Moment was too big. We won't say anything about your Colts. You know, you let you let the backup dude beat you, beat the brakes off you. The, it was it was the offensive line that took a step back. The run game wasn't there. Put too much in Gardner Minshew's hands. You can't afford to do that. Right. But here's the thing: Buffalo just got back even. Houston lost. You get another chance at a big playoff caliber win with Pittsburgh coming to town. Yeah. Right. You mentioned a razor's edge. So many teams are at seven and yeah, six. Yeah, man. In the it is, you look at it's it. Look week the, to week. Hey. Get big up to Vance Joseph. Yeah, getting pretty much 
ran out the out, out the gym in Miami. Mm-hmm. The defense has been almost lights out since then. Mm-hmm. Beat the uh, Chargers twenty four seven, and the mm-hmm. Broncos are guess what seven and six. But, One game back at KC. Exactly, but the game of the weekend for all you KC <laughs> fans. Y'all need to see the look all on this man's face. All you KC fans, I want you to listen right here. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? How do you like them apples, man? You shouldn't have went to the Super Bowl because Leslie Frazier couldn't couldn't stop Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey with 13 seconds left. 13 seconds. Lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Knocked us out the year before. Talk about we weren't ready, right? Now we come there, backs against the wall. You have my man Hawkins talking about his killer be killed. You got the coach. I don't know what McDermott <laughs> was thinking back in 2019. He wasn't thinking. He had pre-COVID. He had COVID before COVID. <laughs> and then now we come on the road when you guys need to get right and beat the brakes off you. That game was close, but we kicked your tail. So, Husker Nick, I know you listening. We kicked your tail. Dell, my man, the the grill master, we kicked your tail. Anybody that likes Kansas City, how you like that? And, yeah, you can be mad that, you know, Patrick Mahomes and should have got a call. Listen, my man Tony, Kadarius Tony, lined up four times offsides <laughs> in the game, and they called the last one. He was so far offsides. He could have been a defensive player. And yes, he looked at the ref, but he didn't get the okay from the ref. It did, I don't. Okay, so I saw that same video. Right. I don't even think he looked at the ref. He just, I thought he was looking at the sideline. He just said like this. But also, here's also the problem. Okay, say Patrick Mahomes. And I, listen, Patrick Mahomes, you could always just say, look, you make more money, you're better than me and all that, right? But here comes the reality. Even if they didn't call that, it was a legal formation. Your right tackle was back <laughs> in the backfield like a running back. And we saw this from the very first game. They have been on that dude uh, all right. year. When they played Detroit mm-hmm. and you lost to Detroit, mm-hmm. he was in the backfield. So really, Patrick Mahomes, to be honest with you, as you watch this play, you could just say, okay, well, are you running the wing tee? The right tackle is in the backfield. So it's a legal formation. So, yes, Travis Kelsey's supposed Hall of Fame moment got taken away from him. But it's attention to detail. Now let's also go all the way back a few years ago to their defensive defensive end, D, D Ford. Mm-hmm. Remember that jumping it, against New England. It, well, he was offsides. It, yeah. it was the same. It, listen, it was the Robert Kraft game. That's Robert right. Kraft, Robert Kraft That's had right. a special meeting in Florida. His his other <laughs> his other ticket holders were waiting for him. That was his good luck charm. And then you, you know what? He if he wore if he, he I think he's a size fourteen. If he's size twelve, Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. Just like KD yeah. and that shot against uh, right. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's it. So being offsides is something that's haunted KC and both times have been at home. That's the problem. That's the crazy mm-hmm. thing about it. And you know what's funny? They shipped, they shipped D Ford out of there like right now. Immediately. Right. Poor D Ford. Listen, <laughs> man. It was just a cleat. And you going to send a brother to San Fran just like that? <laughs> like that. And then they're going to support Gatarius Tony? <laughs> He said he going to do, I mean, my man lined up all sides all day. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, if you look over and see the center, you're off sides. Because the receiver in his position is supposed to be in line with the tackle. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the two guys just off his hip behind him Yeah, but much? this dude right here, he lined up and he could headbutt Von Miller. <laughs> you, you've been off sides. What are you doing? You're staying off sides. And, and then here's the best part. If you watch the whole play, right, the top-down view, Travis Kelsey has it and he's running. And Kadaris Tony was just like jogging. And then he threw it to him. He's like, oh, I got it. And then he went, ran into the end zone. 
and kind of high step, high step. But I think he saw the flag. I think he's mm-hmm. like, "Oops, I got caught." <laughs> Anyways, that was the best of all weekend. I didn't. I be honest with you, I wasn't sure how Buffalo was going to play. When you look at it before we go to break, Buffalo you generally. Josh Allen has been playing out of his mind, right? Mm-hmm. He was only twenty three or forty two. Not a very dominant game. Uh, one touchdown, one interception, sixty nine uh, rating. Not a. I mean, James Cook got off, right? Josh Allen ran it ten times for only like what thirty two yards. Nothing special. And guess what? Stephon Diggs had four catches for twenty four yards. So you would think those two are married. Um. James Cook out of the backfield. So essentially what they what is James Cook punched a hole in the defense, running the ball, and then obviously the check down was huge because he had 83 yards in, in, in receiving. That one real route. Yep. And then, uh, you know, Latavius Murray, you know, hit him up. Um, Dawson Knox, good to see him back. He's been kind of, you know, he's a, one of the top tight ends been mm-hmm. hurt. But let me tell you something, man. You're speaking about fantasy. You know who usually kills Kansas City? It's Gabe Davis. Yeah. Guess what Gabe Davis did yesterday? Zeros? Zeros. Two Dang, targets. Guys. Zero catches, zero yards, nothing. Dang. I got to start him next week because I know he's going to come back from a bit. He, he still had, he had the Philly hangover. He didn't run that seven cut mm. in overtime. Trick off. Come on, Gabe. I need you, bro. Now my back's against the wall. I got to get I got to get five points tonight. Either either Morissette or Henry got to give me five points or else I'm, I'm if ready. If you don't get five from Henry, I don't know what's up with that. I don't know. But, the, but to be honest with you, in, in closing – this is probably the first time that I saw Patrick Mahomes. It all I think he does a really good job, especially with young players, being patient. Mm-hmm. But when you're this far in, in into the season and you just won a championship, you know this is the time to really get it going. Same with Andy Reid. I think they know internally the the I will say it, man. Travis Kelsey still they do, right? And and he's done well, obviously, all season. But I, I do think he has lost a, a little bit of focus. Now, it's hard to say it, you know, because he's doing so well. He has He's going to have 1,000 yards again, but he only has five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's usually 1,010, right? Mm-hmm. It, but we've seen periodic drops from him. We've seen emotional outbursts in training camp multiple times. One was in minicamp, but a couple times in training camp, punching mm-hmm. players, and that's normally not him. Uh, he's got a personal foul even during the season. It just lets you know something's a little bit off. They're going to have to have a you know players only meeting to get it going to get everybody to focus, and then they once they're a dangerous team if they get out of their own way, they're dangerous. But sometimes you have a Super Bowl hangover, and sometimes it's too much stardom, and you see it. That's how you get, uh, I guess, a music icon somehow decides to start dating you when you were just joking on a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you become a lot cuter, a lot richer, <laughs> a lot more famous. But more power to him, though. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer no matter what. For might go down as the best tight end of all time, definitely stat-wise. But definitely when you're thinking about trying to win back-to-back Super Bowls, there is something off in that whole offensive unit. They look mm-hmm. off. They don't have the same edge. You brought up the enemy as a reason for losing the edge. That's got to be part oh, of yeah. it. Um, I, I mentioned to Strick when we talked about it before he got in. It feels a little Golden State Warriors-ish yeah. where they've had – some draft successes the Chiefs have on defense. Yeah. Their offensive skill position guys not so much missed the mark. Yeah. Got Humphrey on the line, uh, Niang on yeah. the line, but yeah. uh, Pittman Jr. or Higgins were on the board when right. they took Edwards Alaire. Yeah. Now they'd be coming up for an extension. Would they get it? Would they not? But they would at least have a guy on the roster. Oh wait, wait. no, 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 no. Um, 
Yeah, we got some fans out there. You got the fam can. Yep, fan cans up. Fam cans fam. up, man. Um, but I lost my track of there, they, right there. I don't, it, I don't know who them dudes are, but uh, they got a fan can. On Sunday morning, they try to tell me I didn't wave to it enough, man. Sometimes you wave <laughs> too much, man, right? Get friends in there. I might be spending the night in here. But anyways, uh, yeah, I think they got a little bit over their skis. And you saw it a couple times with the Warriors. Steph blew up, Clay blew up, and they lost their edge. Hopefully, Kansas City can get it back. But good NFL segment. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, dive into the uh, Los Angeles Lakers uh, getting over the hump uh, and winning the first uh, in-season tournament for the NBA. Uh, Jay Foreman, Austin Orman, Old School. We'll be right back. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.